your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've got a very special guest today. We're going to get to him in just a couple minutes. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. So glad to be here. Yeah, so great to uh, to be here. You know, mm-hmm. normally we have so much to talk about, but today um, we want to give the spotlight to somebody very special that also uh, has a lot to say. You've spoken with him and you've read his background. What do you think? Pretty amazing, huh? Uh, you know what, and I just love this. We talk in, you know, we talk about health and we get down to the nitty gritty of, you know, food macros and blood pressure, blood sugar and stuff. And But we talk about the whole person. And Jamie's story, uh, you know, coming from his, his background as a child to what he decided to embrace and do and take and do with that fills my soul. I mean, it just, it, it, it's, it's just amazing, and I think we all crave that, too. Um, just as much as, you know, all the health stuff we're doing, we need to fill ourselves with, with um, getting to know somebody like this and um, opening our eyes to something bigger that when you see somebody else doing something, you suddenly see, wow, you know, I, maybe I can do a different, make a difference with that. And that feeds us just as much as any of the nutrition we teach and stuff, too. So I am... Beyond excited, beyond grateful for Nigel to, for introducing Jamie to us and um, just so ready to hear more of his story. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have to thank Nigel for uh, bringing this to our attention. And uh, we're going to have Nigel on today as well. Uh, but let's bring in our special guest mm-hmm. today. It's Jamie McDonald. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hiya, Kevin. Hiya, Kim. I did catch the at the end there, Kim. Um, something you, we, we need to add is what I do is slightly stupid as well. <laughs> I like that part of it, though, the way you went about things. <laughs> hey, hey, Jamie, uh, from your accent, you grew up somewhere around Toledo, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm from a place called uh, Gloucester in England. Uh, we're pretty famous for the cheese roll. So you may have seen like a, a YouTube clip where they roll cheese down a really big steep hill and then everyone chases after it and then they break their arms and legs. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you get down there first, uh, if you're the first one to kind of like fumble over the line, you do get to win the double Gloucester cheese. Well, I got to tell you, I've had double Gloucester cheese, and, and I can guarantee you this. I, I'm not much of a runner. I'd much rather spend my time with some free weights. But if you ever see me running, it's probably because I'm chasing that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, uh, you know, Jamie, clearly you have an amazing story in so many ways. Um, We would have you on this show for lots of reasons, but I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons. Um, Truck drivers in in the United States and really around the world, I've looked in other countries, it's pretty similar everywhere, uh, are extremely unhealthy, much more so than the general population, and we know how unhealthy the general population has become. And it's not because truck drivers are lazy or, uh, you know, eating that much worse. When you look at their lifestyle, and we've studied this extensively, this is what we do. Everything about their job works against their health. They're sitting for up to 11 or 12 hours a day driving. And, you know, we've told people in an office, if you sit a lot, get up every hour, walk around, that that will help a lot. You can't do that when you're driving. Stopping once an hour, you lose a half hour every time you stop. So they, they can't do that. Their sleep schedules are horrendous. Their sleep environment is horrible. Um, their stress levels are high, and their access to any kind of quality food is extremely limited. Um, they're exposed to diesel fumes and engine exhaust, also really bad for you. I, I could go on and on, but the, you came back from you know debilitating disease to accomplish what some people would think isn't even human. Really, some of the things you've done are just amazing. So you, you're such a great fit for our audience that feels like sometimes they're too far gone to ever make a change. And, and I'm sure you have a few things to say about that. It's, uh, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, you're kind of hitting all the points that I'm really quite passionate about. But my... My granddad um, in the UK actually owned uh, Mac Freight, which was, I think he had about 70 uh, trucks and and a lot of drivers. And, you know, back then, I mean, we're talking years ago, I was a little kid, and I think they'd be kind of drinking uh, whiskey and and just go stopping off in garages, which is kind of just food that just, well, the, the food doesn't exist in garages, really, does it? It's all man-made. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I totally understand um, why you set this up, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but for for me as a kid, really, um, I ended up kind of spending the first nine years of my life, um, most of the time in hospital. When I was about five years old, I, I I I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just couldn't move my legs, and I I just I, I led there. And I was crying my eyes out, and they were just completely... It was almost like there was big, massive, like, blocks, like big bricks just weighing down on them. And I couldn't move, and I just kept crying and crying, and my parents were with me. And, and eventually the doctor kind of discovered that I had a condition called shringomyelia. And, and that's basically like a, a shrinks on the spine where um, all kind of symptoms would happen where I'd have epileptic fits, um, an immune deficiency, and then, of course, yes, yeah, sometimes I couldn't move my legs. Um, but when when I was about kind of nine years old, my mum, uh, I love my mum, she she got me out into the back garden and she said, Jamie, she said, um, like, let's play tennis. She put this piece of string in the backyard and she said, come on, like, let's play. And I remember feeling like I don't really want to play, but I just went out there and I started cracking the ball 
and I just got this massive love for movement. Um, you know, at that age, I was like a dog. You know, if you if you throw a ball for a dog, it's like you've got to go, got to go. And and I just had that kind of like, wow, where's this come from? And um, and within that year, my symptoms gradually disappeared, and I got my health. And uh, I was just really, really lucky. Um, and the doctor kind of explained I was lucky because really I should have ended up in a wheelchair or even worse. And so I had like this massive vision to be like the next big, like Roger Federer being like, yeah. And at 16, I was like, you know, hitting forehands and backhands, but I, I worked it out in the end that actually I was really, really just bad at tennis. <laughs> but in, as, as time went on, um, I got myself uh, a kind of job, really. Uh, and then I, I started to um, tennis teach. And I couldn't help it. The whole time I was kind of playing or, or teaching the kids, I did really enjoy it. Like, I loved it. Uh, but there was just a part of me where I felt like the outer layer was that I was being enthusiastic. But on the inside, I probably wasn't ultimately fulfilled in what I was doing. So um, so I, I kind of just looked like quitting my job. And I thought, right, well, I need a house. You know, of course I need a house. So I... I then went to put what I'd saved up onto a deposit onto a house. But then I just got this gut feeling in my stomach. Do, do you ever get a gut feeling in your stomach where you're like, something's wrong, but but you don't quite know what it, what it is? You know, Jamie, let me jump in there. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know you've got a, a lot more to say, and we have tons of time. We've dedicated the whole hour to you. But it's interesting when you talk about a gut feeling and now we know so much about health and we know all about the gut-brain axis now that this just isn't one of those kind of weird out-there things. There's a clear connection between our gut and our brain. Yes. So I, I definitely had, had those feelings, but, you know, sometimes we dismiss them because it seems a little weird, you know. But you look at all the phrases across time, how we feel something in our gut or, um, you know, it, it's pretty amazing now that we know that there is actually a connection there. So um, keep going because you had a gut feeling and I have a feeling it led to something pretty amazing. No, I love this, Kevin. I love the way you jump in and kind of explain the, the science and stuff because it gives us... I'm always trying to learn as well, so this is brilliant. Um, so, yeah. You hold, know, hold that thought just a second, Jamie. I, was, I hate to do it again to you, I was, but... Uh, I do have to live by the clock around here, and the clock says we've got to get to a break. We're going to come back. Jamie, I'm going to let you pick up right there where we left off when we get back from this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kim is here with me. This is Destination Health. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. You don't want to miss this story. It's a great one. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. Jamie, I'm going to jump in with one more little piece of science, and then I want you to pick up right where we left off. You know, for years and years now, we've heard about all these brain chemicals, dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin, and, you know, they control our behavior and almost everything we do, but now what we know is like 80 to 90% of those neurotransmitters are created in our gut by gut bacteria. And that's the whole, you know, axis we're talking about. So eating healthy and keeping that gut bacteria healthy uh, helps with these kind of things and many others. So just a little tidbit, pick up where you left off there. I love it, Kevin. Yeah, it all starts with the gut. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, we, listening to that gut feeling, I guess because I was quite young, you know, I was around 23, 24, I wasn't sure whether to listen to it. Um, but in the end, I, I kind of just pulled out and I, I said, look, I'm really sorry, I can't sign the papers to buy this house. And then I, I took some time out and started to reflect a little bit on my life. And then I thought about all the time I spent in the hospital as a kid. And, and I guess I, I started to, that became quite meaningful and actually it was a big part of my life. So I went to the children's hospital um, in Gloucester uh, just to see what they'd done. And I walked out and I just felt so inspired. And I knew, I just, I had this sense that there just had to be more to life, you know. And, um, and so in that moment, I bought myself a bike a really cheap, terrible bike. Um, and then I, I pulled up the big map, like the world map, and I thought, I wonder if I could pretty much cycle 14,000 miles. Um, I don't know if you use miles or kilometers. Um, what, what one would you use? We use miles here. Every time somebody... I, I, wish, you... we, I wish we used kilometers. Um, you know, when I was in, like, fourth grade, the U.S. started to switch over to metric and it was too much work, so we stopped. But I really wish we would have considered. Our, the English system is awful compared to metric. So we you do, do use miles here. <laughs> okay, well, I'm loving that you know miles, because I, I can't do the kilometer thing. So this is good. This <laughs> okay, works. Good. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I then chose, um, with my terrible bike, to fly into um, Bangkok, Thailand, after looking at the map to then cycle uh, 14,000 miles uh, back to England, back to the children's hospital that helped me. Yeah. Wow. Well, a bit stupid, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when I think about driving 14,000 miles, and that's what, you know, that's what we do. I drove a million miles in a truck, and we have listeners who have driven 4 million miles. But to think about 14,000 miles is a long way in any kind of vehicle, but riding a bike, yeah, I would say it's a little crazy. <laughs> so that that kind of took me to uh, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, you know, the stands, Iran, Iraq, Turkey. Um, it was a it was a bonkers journey, and and when I when I ended up kind of getting back after that. Um, I started to Google what was the longest ever bike ride and it came up with an Italian guy sitting on a, on a static bike for 10 days for a new Guinness World Record. And I thought, you can't cycle for that long. Like for, <laughs> that shouldn't even for count. 10 days, non-stop, it's <laughs> impossible. Um, and so then I, with a bit of kind of reflection, I thought, well, if he did it, then it, it might be possible. 
So then we set up a big marquee and I jumped on the static bike to then attempt um, a world record to try and go for more than 10 days. Um, but there were rules. So every every hour you cycle, you had to keep above uh, 12 miles an hour. And if it dropped once, it's like the end. Um, and then also every um, every hour you cycle, you can accumulate a five-minute break. So if you cycle for four hours, you would you would then get a 20-minute break. And so every every minute counted for sleep, really. Uh, so I, I've done everything on the bike. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried to pee and cycle at the same time, but it is really tough. <laughs> Um, Especially with people watching, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I totally. The first time I'd done it, um, there were a lot of people there, and I, I got stage fright. Oh, great. Yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> um, but I'd say probably the worst the worst pain was um, probably on day eight, my bum started to bleed and blister oh. and become infected. And... I mean, there were proper man tears, you know, like I was really suffering. And because it was becoming infected, uh, they they needed to get skin specialists in to try and sort it out. So they, they came in, these nurses, and they, they pulled my pants down and took a photo of my bum <laughs> right, and, then, and then showed me. Like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> Hey, hey, Jamie, I, I have to tell you, I, I didn't realize this was going to be the comedy hour, too. <laughs> this, is, this isn't comedy, Kevin. This is just full-blown. Uh, this is a serious chat. It, it is serious, but you have to be able to laugh at something like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, the, the nurse kind of said, I'm really sorry, but, you know, there's nothing we can do for your bum to heal. Um, but... You just need to get off that bike. And so it's kind of make or break, really. And, and I just hit that point where it was about kind of never giving up. And, and I knew I was quite close, so I managed just to push on through. But actually, you'll like this, because this is a health show, isn't it? That's right. Um, someone came up with a really good idea and, and come up with Manuka honey. Oh, uh, Jamie. So, um, so I ended up... Yeah. From, yeah. You're not going to believe this. Kim, Kim and I do one-on-one. Yeah. We call them two-on-ones because we tag-team people. So it's, uh, we do conference calls with them. We review all their medical history, their diet. We make recommendations to help them with things. Just yesterday, we, we recommended uh, Manuka honey for somebody. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I, yeah. But, I mean, I, I... Before we move on, I got to go back to something you said because this happened on day eight, right? Yeah. And you just said, you know, I, I realized I was so close, I was just going to push through. I want to put that into perspective. I want anybody to go sit on a stationary bike and try riding it for 48 hours. I don't think you were anywhere near close yet. <laughs> that, that's... Yeah, no, I don't know how many hours that was. Yeah, it was more like 200 or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's just those. The, what you talk about being close to me, seems like impossible to just do this for 48 hours. And, and you had to push through at that point with pain and all kinds of other things. Just just amazing to me. Yeah, no, it's a good I never thought. I never thought of it like that, actually. It's a really good point. But I think the grand scheme of everything, 
I was 80% of the way into the challenge. Um, so you're kind of getting close. <laughs> and we, we have a saying in Gloucester, and I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but um, when you get uh, to the halfway point of any challenge, it's all downhill from there. You know, I, I've heard the second half of that. But it's usually a negative connotation. It's all downhill from here. But I like your ver- <laughs> I like your version of it better. That's that's uh, much more uplifting. <laughs> well, no, actually, now you come to think about it, uh, the second half was pretty all downhill uh, in in a negative way. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, great stuff. So I, I want to go back a little bit because um, the things you've accomplished, I want to talk about some more. I want to talk about what you've got coming up. But what was it? Was it, you know, primarily the movement, the the getting out and doing these things? What really helped you get over all of the, the health issues you had? It's a really good question. So I'm I would say for me how I remember it is that kind of getting active and moving uh, became like a very natural and primal thing for me to do. And if you, I guess if we can imagine, I, I do um, motivational talks now around the world. i just done one this morning actually in Canada. And what I do is I get all the kids to to get up and I split them into two teams to then run on the spot and then get them to have like a full-on race-off. So they face each other as they have the big race-off. And then I play music, you know, make it quite fun. But afterwards, I I then ask them the question, what did you see on everyone's faces? And I think you can probably guess what you see on everyone's faces is that they're smiling. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And so I think think if if we're happy, we're healthy. You know, that, that's such a great point. And I got to get to another break. We're going to come back. We have lots more to talk about with Jamie. You know, Jamie, we are born to move. I, you know, that, that is, I, I've even heard it said by uh, some people that motion and emotion, and you talked about happiness. And, you know, these are just, they, they were the way we evolved. We evolved moving a lot, and we were happy. Uh, So great stuff. We're going to get back. We've got more right around the corner. Don't go away. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. If you haven't downloaded our new app yet, you should do that because you could be listening to us right now on the app. Go to your app store, either Google or iOS. Type in Audio Road. No spaces. Download the app. It's free. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. Jamie, you know, I I know you did the 10-day bike thing. You did the 14,000 miles on the bike. You've done so many things. Why don't you run through some of those for us? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just kind of not not kind of buying the house. I ended up kind of cycling uh, 14,000 miles around the world from Bangkok in Thailand back to Gloucester in England, uh, back to the Children's Hospital to to try and give back and fundraise for what they've done for me. And then uh, sitting on the the kind of stationary bike to to break a, a Guinness World Record for cycling for 12 days nonstop. Um, and then after that, it's quite weird actually, Kevin. It's like, you know what? After that, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going on holiday. I fancy <laughs> a holiday after all this. Um, so I went and got a Canadian visa uh, to go, um, like, to go to Canada and be a backpacker and just have some fun. But then everyone in Gloucester kept coming up to me, being like, Jamie, like, what are you doing next? And I'm like, what am I doing? What do you, what do you mean? What am I doing next? Like, I've, I've done enough already. <laughs> exactly. Um, but at this point, it ended up kind of um, building a new school playroom at the hospital. And so I had my visa for Canada, and I was sat on my mum and dad's toilet. And I was like, right, maybe i just keep going. Um, so I, I, I ran off the toilet, and I was like, mum, dad, I'm going to run across Canada. And then my mum, she was like, oh, this isn't good, Jamie. <laughs> and then my dad, his vein was pulsating on the side of his head, and he was like, yes, yeah, son. That's exactly what you should be doing. Um, so then I attempted uh, to, and I never really ran before, to run uh, 5,000 miles or 200 marathons on my own across Canada. That is just incredible. I, I, I thought, you know, when, when all of your friends said, you know, now that you've done this, what are you going to do next? I thought you were going to go to Disney. That's usually what everybody does after they <laughs> yeah. accomplish something really amazing. <laughs> But running across Canada is pretty amazing, too. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, it's a bit big, though, isn't it, Kevin, <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's really a bit too big. big. What do you think, Kim? I mean, it's... <laughs> it's a bit cold. That's what I think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and cold, yeah. But, you know, the the people are some of the friendliest in the world. Absolutely. Um, I think it was about two months in. I, I got quite lonely being on my own and I ended up kind of seeing this house and I went over and I knocked on the door and I said, hi, like, I'm running across Canada. Is there any chance I can camp on your lawn? <laughs> and um, and this woman looked at me and she was like, no, you can't. Like, off you go. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, I didn't want to disturb you. And she said, well, who are you anyway? And I said, well... Like, I'm running and stuff. And she said, right, just just wait there, will you, boy? And she went off, and she came back five minutes later, and she said, right, um, I've just Googled you, and you're real. (laughs) (laughs) She said, right, go on, set up your tent. And so I started setting up my tent, and then she came out five minutes later again, and she said, stop setting up your tent. There's a motel waiting for you just over the road, and it's all paid for. Wow. What a great story. I, I'm sure that with all the travel and, and you know, it, it's one thing to travel in a vehicle or a truck or those kind of things. You're, you're somewhat isolated, but, you know, the way you're traveling, you're out there so long, you have to have just amazing stories of, 
you know, people you've met and things you've seen. And um, we, you know, we dedicated the whole hour to you today, so there's no rush. But uh, I'm sure I'd love to get you back sometime in the future because I'll bet you have a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, it's kind of like which ones do you pick, really? Yeah. But you know, there are always going to be more adventures ahead, so more stories and. And I think that's the beauty in adventure is that you, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, really. Yeah, and I know you've got some adventures coming up we want to talk about. Before we do that, um, Nigel, one of our listeners, was uh, who brought this all to our attention. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'd like to bring Nigel on. I think he has a couple comments. Oh, let's get Nigel on. Go all on. All right, let's do that. We're going to head off to Wyoming. Nigel, Welcome. Hello, Kevin King. Jamie. Hey, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. Now then, Cocker. It's, uh, you know, I've I've read the book. I've been following you since since I nearly run you down, probably, across uh, Saskatchewan one night. Uh, This stupid man running on the shoulder. (laughs) uh, (laughs) They were like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night really cold, trying to snow, and I'm driving along and you, you think you're hallucinating, you know, you see some guy pushing a, a pram type of thing on the shoulder, uh, and I thought, no, he's either lost, he's desperate in some way, or he's doing something, uh, you know, something, you do see people doing these things, cycling and that for charity. So I got the phone and Googled it and found you straight away, and that was it. I was just up from that minute. And uh, I've been following you ever since over the last few years, and when you said you were coming back, that was it. Uh, you know, I can't wait to meet you. I've read the book, uh, you know, and same with Anna. I've read her. She's got another good story. But, uh, you know, one thing I would say, anybody listening, just buy the book because all the profits are going to charity to help children, you know children that have got issues across across the world really uh it's all giving back and uh you know with what you've got coming up the the books what you're doing in canada now uh you know i wish you luck on that i'm looking forward to see you but it's the next adventure i'm going to be going out my way to meet up with you on that you know bringing your food and stuff along the way <laughs> and uh and anybody else following you know just support you as much as you can you know give money to it it's all going into the uh the children's hospitals in america and to the uh uh the superhero foundation so i think people need to be looking that up and uh, doing what they can you know it's all for a good cause i'm, I'm just blown away with what you've done at you know at a young age uh oh, the amount of stuff you've given no, back if you if you stop now you've done more than enough but i just can't see you stopping <laughs> Do you know what? No, I mean, yeah. properly warm my heart, but it's a good job you didn't run me over, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, I felt guilty after I'd gone past you, and by the time I Googled you, and probably gone 10, 20 miles down the road, I thought I felt a bit like turning round and coming back and emptying my fridge for you, like, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that moment in time, I'd gone too far in a way, and, uh, and then I just started looking out for you along the way, and that you know, I remember that time when you was uh, you got snowed in in the avalanche in the Rockies at the helicopter, you know, the kicking horse. Oh yeah. And you spent a few days there, you know. I, I go over there all the time, and I I know how bad it is 
in a truck, you know, where you have got some shelter and stuff. But I, I still can't get over it every time I go over there. I, I actually, probably about three weeks ago, I was coming up Dodgers Pass, coming east, about 10 o'clock at night with a load on. And I had to stop on the road for a full-size grizzly bear crossing the road. And wow. straight away I thought of you, you know, just to be camping at the side of the road and you've got things like that around you. You know, it just it's mind-blowing what you achieved going across there. Uh, Cheers, Nigel. But, uh, yeah, so I think Kevin's probably going to mention what you've got coming up and I think everybody's going to be... Uh, <laughs> Well, that, they're going to be thinking you need to be visiting a mental hospital when they hear what, uh, what you've got planned, yeah. like. <laughs> well, uh, it's you, you and the trackers, Nige, you, you have been, you know, it was incredible, actually, as I ran across Canada, because, you know, the, you know including you and stuff, you, you did, all the truckers were looking out for me, and I did have food dropped off in certain spots, and then little messages yeah. from truckers, through Facebook and, and all that, saying, right, I've just dropped your food off here, you know, <laughs> fill your boots, you know. So, yeah, no, there's, um, I, there's something I, quite I, special about the trucker kind of community. Uh, yeah, and I think the thing is, uh, you know, what people don't realise is when you started out in St. John's up there, nobody was really aware of what you were doing. And it, it was like, it gathered momentum as time went on. You know, people heard about, you know, you know due to social media as it is now, the word got out and, uh, you know, the amount of people that you probably had following you and tagging along, as uh, you know, more so as the journey went on. Uh, you know, because I, I don't know whether you would have achieved it without social media. You know, the times when it really got a low point, you know, the time when you went the wrong way that day. And, uh, you know, that's going to put you in a really bad place. But then when you've got people... Hey, Nigel, hate to do it to you, but again, the clock runs the show around here. I've got to get to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jamie McDonald about what he's got coming up. And I have some ideas, too. So... We'll, uh, we'll do that right after this break. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. I'm Kevin Rothford. Don't go away. 